grateful? Before we start service, Pastor wanted to let you know that they are still doing vaccinations over in the gym. Please slip out right now if you'd like to go over right now. Anybody grateful this morning? <laughs> Got to see another day. Good be good to be back together. And I'm grateful about it. Come on, I am. I wake to a world with more questions than answers, where dissonant voices ignite division. My heart will stand firm in this decision. I choose thankful. Though I walk through a landscape that is uncharted and foreign, where the once familiar seems lost and forgotten, I will remember that nothing is unexpected to my Father in heaven, and I choose thankful. Though I live each day uncertain of tomorrow, I will accept that tomorrow was never certain and cherish every chance to witness the wonder of creation. I choose thankful. I choose faith in what is unseen, hope for a future beyond the adversity, love spoken despite animosity. I choose to believe The struggles I face may be painful, though it sometimes seems impossible. Though I fall a thousand times covered in the dust of failure, I am able to rise. Not because I am strong, not because life is perfect, but because in all circumstances, Jesus lives. When this world stands perplexed, 
and demands I give a reason for the hope that I have, I can only say that in Jesus' name, I choose thankful. It's not a simple choice. It's not an easy choice. But it is the only choice that brings calm in the storm. Not by my power, but through the strength of Christ alone. I choose thankful. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise his unequal greatness. Praise him with a blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and with the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings. Praise him with flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Let everything, not some things, but let everything that has breath Praise ye the Lord. If you can blow your fist and feel your breath hitting against your fist, that means you should be praising the Lord. The psalmist said, let everything, and I don't want a rock to have to pray for me. I'm going to praise him myself. Because Bill, I know what he's done for me. And everybody in here just Praise the Lord. Let us, let us pray right now. Father God, we come to you this morning, yes, with thanksgiving. Father, you've been mighty good to us, and we are grateful. Oh God, you've given us everything we need, and you probably have given us mostly everything that we want. And for that, we are grateful. Lord God, we understand and we know that there are people that wish that they could be in somebody's service this morning. Lord, we understand there are people that are sick and shut in. There are people that are going through all kinds of changes. We understand that there are people behind prison bars. And for that, Lord, we ask that you will have mercy on them. But Father, we that are here to worship and praise you this morning, we humbly ask now that you will send us your spirit. Send us your Holy Spirit so that nothing we do in this place will be in vain. Help us now, Lord. Help us to be sincere that we would live the lives that we sing about in our song, that we would do what the preacher preach about today that we would not just be listeners, but Father, bless us to be doers of your holy and righteous word. We do know that Satan is busy. We know he has some might, but we know, Lord God, that you are almighty. So give us the strength to keep fighting in this Christian army and to tell the world that every knee must bow and every tongue must confess 
that you are God, that you are Lord. Thank you now, Lord, that you sent Jesus. And we pray in his precious name, amen, and thank God. Praise him. Let's Thank praise. you for that introduction. <laughs> Anybody want to give him glory this morning? Bible says, oh, give thanks, for he is good. Here we go. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. For he is good. Stay right there. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. Yeah. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. Here we go, y'all. For, for he is worthy. For he is good. For he is good. Let's go back to the top. Oh, give thanks unto, for he is good. Yes, he is. Oh, give thanks unto, for he is good and he is worthy. For he is, oh, yes. For he Take it up. Oh, give thanks unto, for he is good. Oh, give thanks, for he is good, and he is worthy, for he is, for he is good. Let's take it up one more time. Oh, give thanks. For he is good. Oh, give thanks. Uh, for he is good. And because he's worthy. For he's good. One more time. 
Good morning. As Gypsy comes from Philippians 4 chapter, 6 and 7 verse. Be careful for nothing. Put everything by prayer and supplicate with thanksgiving. Let your request be known unto God. And, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall you, your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Eternal God, we come now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God, for watching over us last night. Enable us to come to this place of worship. Father, some of us took it for granted, but your grace and your mercy enable us to rise this morning and see a brand new day. Father, we're in the Thanksgiving season, almighty God. Let our hearts and minds be about that we are so truly blessed. Everyone that's up on the sound of my voice, please bless them in the mighty name of Jesus. There are some among us right now, almighty God, that's less fortunate than us. Father, bless them in a mighty way. Father, bless the man that's going to stand in John's shoes this morning. Thank you for our leader. Thank you for his knowledge. Thank you for his leadership. Don't thank you for his vision, almighty God. Bless him in a mighty way so he might be able to go down in the Holy Spirit and deliver a message to us so we might be able to go out and share. Father, bless those who are less fortunate and sick and shut in this morning that's going to have some type of procedure done this week. Father, let them know and guide them. And let them just touch the hem of your garment in the name of Jesus. Bless those who, God, who have experienced some type of bereavement right now. Let them know and comfort them in a mighty way like you know how to comfort. Father, bless this congregation in a mighty way. Father, we're going to thank you for your darling son Jesus going upon yonder's cross so we may be able to call upon thy holy name. Father, thank you for saving a sinner like me and brought me to this place. Thank you for what you have done for me. Thank you for what you're going to do for me. Father, we'll thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. All the thankful people make some noise in here. I said all the thankful people. All the thankful people make some noise. Let the Lord know you're thankful this morning. Let the Lord know I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Anybody got a thanksgiving spirit in your heart this morning? Just want to tell the Lord thank you. Just want to tell him thank you one more time. My God, my God. Thank you, Lord. My God, my God. Thank you. Yes. That's it. Tell him thank you this morning. Thank you. I just want to thank you. That's it. That's it. Come on, tell him one more time. Thank you, Lord. Yes. My God, my God, thank you, Lord. If you know the Lord has been good to you, why don't you tell him, Lord, you've been so good, my Lord. That's it, that's it. Oh, you've been so good. 
Why don't you tell him thank you? You made a way. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> when doors were closed in my face, God, you made a way. Yeah. <laughs> Doctors had given up, but somehow, God, you. I just want to thank you. But here's why I really rejoice. Because one Thursday, he saved my soul. You saved my Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you saved my God, my God, I just want to thank you, Lord. Now, come on, everybody, lift up a great big thank you with everything you got. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. so that you won't be thankful. Amen. And in that spirit, the Cade Wellness will not meet this week for classes, but they will resume on Saturday, November 25th at the Jackson Medical Mall at 8 a.m. Here, Pastor? Thursday, then Saturday, walk it off. All right. Uh, today is the last day to sign up for the Women's Missionary Society Brunch and Paint Party. It will take place on Saturday, December 2nd from 10 a.m. to 12 noon in the Family Life Center. The cost is $40 a person. Sign up today in the Old Fellowship Hall or on the Cade website. Now, the church office will be closed beginning Wednesday in observance of Thanksgiving holiday. Those are our announcements for the morning, and thank you all for being as supportive as you were for pastor this past week for the General Missionary Baptist State Convention. It was marvelous on the coast in Gulfport, and we are just so thankful for his statewide leadership. Let's give him a hand of applause. 
Good morning, KHF. Good morning. I was thinking about changing things up a little bit, but uh, it uh, seems like y'all are so thankful and everything. I think, I think we're going to keep on doing what we've been doing, right? All right. All right. Well, it's ties and offering time. This is the time where we all, all right, all right, all right. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Be thankful. This is the time where we all get the opportunity now to bless the Lord through our giving. Of course, we at K Chapel, we understand that to tr truly, fully worship God does include our offering, which are given primarily for three reasons here at K Chapel. The first reason why we give, simply called to demonstrate our obedience to God. Second reason why we give, as a sign of giving thanks to God for providing all our needs while we are on this earth. And the third reason why we give is simply because we just want to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and missions that occur here, through our city, our state, and even around the world in K Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by use of traditional envelope system. You can mail it in, or you can drop it off by the office. They got a sign on the door, so you won't be able to miss it. Or you can use the K Chapel app. Now, those of you with us by way of live stream, you too can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your screen. Now, to our visitors today, we don't want you to miss out on your blessings. We just want to remind you that the baskets are available for you to drop off your offering on the way out the door as you exit the sanctuary. So how much you give and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of necessity. For our God loves a cheerful That's what I'm talking about.
Lord has come and declared that when God spoke to Moses, Moses, go down and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Moses asked the Lord, who am I to say to send me? God told Moses, you declare that I am that I am. Moses, I'm everything you need. The power of me, I've invested in you. So this morning, I declare unto you that whatever issue you're dealing with, you pass them in your hand, you say, the Lord says, he's my healer, he's my deliverer, he's my provider, he's my way maker. This morning, we leave declaring who God is in our lives. Amen? He's our way maker. He's our way maker.
Lord God, we want to thank you for being way-making, miracle-making for us, Almighty God. We want to thank you, Almighty God, for these gifts that provide for us this morning. We pray that they might be uplifting in the kingdom here on earth. We want to bless the ones who gave and one did not have to give. We want to thank you for your, all the great, wonderful miracles and gifts that you have blessed us with. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. How many of you know he's a way maker? He, he's a way maker. And the reason he makes a way is because that's just... He just does what he is. He, the reason he performs miracles because he's a... That's just who he is. My God, my God. That's who he is. What a mighty God we serve. Come on and bless the Lord in this house one more time. Give him a great big praise. Hallelujah. Why are you thanking the Lord for who he is? Why don't we thank him for what he does and that he's given us six new persons that we want to extend the right hand of fellowship to on this morning. Amen. Can we celebrate them? Beverly Johnson, Van Buren, won't you come? Jacelyn Pendleton, come on, Gene Frazier, come on, Leonard Ellis III, come on, Madison Evans, come on, Serenity May, God bless you. Come on, let's welcome them into the church this morning.
let us welcome all of our new members again. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, verse 4 and 5 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Sister Sharon Turner Davis lost her sister, Miss Mrs. Winetta Tom Turner Johnson of Hammond, Indiana. The funeral arrangements are incomplete at this time and will be shared with you as they are made known to us. Kate Chapel lost another one of our soldiers, Brother Earl Dampier, Sr. Brother Dampier was 96 years old and the father of Sister Gwen and Brother Keith Dampier. The funeral for Brother Dampier was held on Friday, November 17th here at Kate Chapel. Brother Preston and Sister Bernetta Walker lost their eldest son, Mr. LeMichael Walker. The funeral for Mr. Walker was held on Thursday, November 16th at New Horizon Church International here in Jackson. We have here in the hospital, nursing home, or in rehab, Brother Glenn Barnes, Brother Al Levy, and Sister Anita Shaw. Recovering, recovering at home, we have Sister Cecilia Bass, Sister Deborah Franklin, Sister Dorothy Jones, and I heard Miss Rosemary Stuckey was here on last Sunday. If she was, that is a blessing in itself. But also we have recovering at home Reverend Leroy Harrington, Mr. Melvin Scott, Brother John Sanders, Brother Kavara Collins, Brother Willie Lindsay, Brother Joe Lowry, and Brother Aaron Thompson Jr. We have also asking for prayer, Sister Annie Bailey, Brother Ricky Bailey, Brother Lawrence Lewis, and Sister Lily Luckett. Those that are related to members that are asking for prayer are Mr. Lewis Barnes, Miss Adrian Jeter, Miss Lavencia Clark, Miss Mackenzie Emil Nathan, Mr. Learnis Barner, Mr. Keith Fogger, Ms. Dolores Phillips, Mr. Larry Milton, Mrs. Demetrius Wallace, Mr. and Mr. Clyde Cameron, the uncle of Sister Mary Burks. As you travel during the week, remember, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Let us pray. Father God, we come now. We come to you, Lord, with bowed heads and humbled hearts. Father, we come thanking you for those that has been given to us to pray for, those that are going through some things, those that are having to go through these things that other may learn of how great you are, Lord. Father, we realize, we understand that you are a miracle worker. You are a promise keeper, Master. And you said in your word, Lord, that you would heal. So we come now thanking you, O Lord, for those that are going through all those different things. Those that, the, the names we just called, O Lord, and those that are on the long-term list. They're still yours, O Lord. 
and you've entrusted them to us. Thank you now, Lord. Bless us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
He is excellent. There is none like the Lord. He is excellent. In all his ways. Excellent. In all of his judgments. Excellent. In all of his determinations. Excellent. There's none like the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we bless God for this choir? It's good to hear these voices singing together in the glory of the Most High God. It's good to worship the Lord with our open hearts and our open mouths because God is worthy. <laughs> to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. Chandra, is that you back there? God bless you. Good to see you, Chandra. Home for Thanksgiving. God bless you. Kim, I see you back there and her new husband. God bless you. Let the newlyweds stand up. Newlyweds, y'all stand up. Good to see y'all. Good to see y'all. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. I, I got some news this week, and um, actually it was just yesterday I got the news. It happened earlier this week. One of my colleagues in ministry, preacher friends, one who actually we brought down here in August uh, from Memphis, Dr. Christopher Davis, I got news that earlier this week he had been carjacked. Yeah, that's what I said. Pumping gas. Someone came and at gunpoint took his car, took his wallet, took all of his possessions. I called him on yesterday. Said, Chris, how are you? He said, Buckley. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Choosing to be grateful. Choosing. I choose gratefulness. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding 
shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I choose gratefulness. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The book of Philippians is one of the four books that we refer to as prison epistles because it, along with Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon, were written around 61 AD by the Apostle Paul while he was in a Roman jail cell. Each of these letters, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, and Philemon, was composed by Paul while he was awaiting trial before Caesar. And each letter has its own unique and specific purpose. The letter to the church at Colossus was written in order to correct the false teaching that was happening in the church regarding the deity of Christ. The letter to the church at Ephesus was written to encourage Christian maturity among the community of faith. The letter to Philemon was written to convince this slave owner to see the inherent dignity of humanity in all people, including his runaway slave, Onesimus, and to love and to forgive and to treat everybody with grace and mercy and compassion, the same grace, mercy, and compassion that God gives to all of us. While Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon all have a kind of corrective and instructive tone and purpose to them, the letter to the church at Philippi is quite different. Philippians is not written for the purpose of correction, nor is it written for the purpose of instruction, but rather it is written exclusively for the purpose of appreciation. Affection for the believers at Philippi. This is a letter of gratitude. It is a letter of gratefulness because this church more than any other had been kind to Paul. They had been generous to Paul in their support of his ministry and consistent in their prayers. And their ministry to him was so consistent and they were so generous and so giving that Paul writes them from a prison jail cell. A letter of thanks. A letter of gratitude. Watch this. While in jail. While in jail, he chooses to be grateful. While sitting, waiting for his trial date, he experiences a flood of gratitude. Because these people were gracious to him. They were giving to him. They did not just send Paul cards of encouragement. But they put something in the cards. Y'all not talking to me in here. They, they did not just send thinking of you notes. But they put something in the notes. They didn't just send him a birthday greeting. Y'all come in and talk to me if you can. 
but they put something in. You know how it is when you get the card and you open it up, and you're thankful for the sentiment of the card, but, but you hoping and waiting that something... Come on and talk to me if you can. You, and if nothing falls out, you jiggle it a little just to be sure you didn't miss anything. Come on and talk to me if you will. They, 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 they put something in the cards, and Paul said, I'm grateful that while I'm in jail, you didn't forget about me. Do I have a witness in here? Yes, and you hear this gratefulness from the apostle Paul from the very opening of the letter itself. When Paul writes, he says, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy. Paul has great affection for this church because although he was in jail, watch this y'all, they didn't forget about him. Although he was locked up, the church didn't stop supporting him. Although he was put away, the church didn't stop caring for him. And perhaps that's a great challenge for this new age church because many times we forget about people when they are not here. If they don't show up a few Sundays consecutively after a while, come on and be honest, we'll forget. Somebody else fills the seat and we go on. But Paul says, I'm grateful and I'm thankful that though I'm not there, you remembered me. Paul is in jail, writing, composing, constructing a letter of gratefulness, which suggests to me, which suggests to me, Stanley, that gratefulness is. A choice. For he could have sat in jail sulking. He could have chosen to become bitter while awaiting trial. He, he could have chosen to be angry and anxious and upset because, but because of what was before him. But Paul chose to be grateful because gratefulness is a choice. By the time Paul had been in some form of prison or house arrest for over three years by the time of the writing of this letter. But he chose to be grateful. Listen, you can grumble about what you don't have. Or you can be grateful for what you got. It's a choice. It's a choice. You can be angry about how things have turned out. Or you can be appreciative that things are as good as they are. It's a choice. Wish I had a witness in here. You, you can be jaded about what was lost. Or you can be joyful about what was left. It's a choice. You, you can pout because you didn't get the promotion or you can praise God that you still got a job. 
It's a choice. It's a choice. Gratefulness is a choice. Now, if you're not feeling particularly grateful, there are a few things that could be getting in the way of your gratefulness. And let me share several of them with you. It's hard to be grateful if you have, first of all, a fretful mind. A fretful mind means that you're anxious about the future, worried about the present, and resentful about your past. A fretful mind. You cannot be grateful when your mind remains in a state of fret and worry and anxiety, worried about what might happen, what could happen, what already happened. It's hard to be grateful when you have a fretful mind. Somebody say a fretful mind. But then secondly, you can't be grateful if you have a resentful attitude. You can't be grateful if you have a resentful attitude. This is usually happens when, you, when you're looking at what somebody else got and comparing what they have to what you have. Somebody has a bigger house than you and you're resentful. They drive a nicer car than you and you're resentful. They make more money than you and you're resentful. And rather than being grateful for what you have, you're resentful because you see everything that you don't have. You can't be grateful with a fretful mind or with a resentful attitude. Thirdly, you cannot be grateful with a conceited spirit. A conceited spirit is the result of pride. People with a conceited spirit don't experience gratitude because in their minds, they believe that they deserve everything that they have. A conceited spirit looks at life's blessings from the perspective of them being a result of one's hard work and one's living right and one's intelligence and one's diligence. And Paul talks about this in Romans 1 and 21 when he says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. In other words, they were not thankful because they were conceited in their thinking, thinking that everything they got is what they deserved. And you cannot be thankful with pride and vanity living in your heart. So a fretful mind, a resentful attitude, a conceited spirit, but then a discontented heart will lead to non-gratefulness. Have you ever seen, y'all ever seen those commercials? It's a series of commercials uh, with a woman uh, by the name of Miss Moore. You've seen Miss Moore? Miss Moore, Miss Moore, Miss Moore, Miss Moore always wants more. She's sitting in a restaurant and the, the restaurateur is, is, is shaving Parmesan cheese on her meal and it's, it's piled all the way up to her nose and she looks at him and says, more. He pours her a wine glass, a full of big gigantic goblet of wine and, and she looks at him and says, more. She's at an ice cream shop and got ice cream and all of the toppings. And while she's talking, she's putting more and more toppings on. Why? Because as long as there's more available, you, you want more. You cannot be thankful if you're always looking and wanting more than what you already have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you got enough, but you still want more because more is out there. And, and you don't even want to leave anything for anybody else. You just want more to keep to yourself and more for your own good, more for your own. It's hard to be thankful when you have a more attitude. It can be thankful, fifthly, if you have a hurried 
life. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus heals 10 lepers. They all are sent to go show themselves to the priests. En route to the priests, they are healed. One returns to Jesus to say thank you. Jesus looks at the one who returns and asks the question, where are the nine? Did I not heal ten of you? But one of you has returned to say thank you? And I know what you're saying. Well, Reverend, he gave him instructions to go to the priest. And show, they, they were on their way to the priest. My question is, what happened after they showed themselves to the priest? Did anybody think to come back and tell Jesus thank you? Or were they like many of us and continued on with their lives? Hurried to get to the next thing. Hurried to see what was next. Hurried to get their next blessing. Sometimes we can't be thankful because we don't sit in our blessing long enough. We don't savor what the Lord has done and we're ready to get to the next thing and we're ready for God to bless us again and Lord, do it again. Lord, fix it again. Lord, do it. All we want is God to keep doing what he's already done when we ought to sit down somewhere and just tell him, thank you, Lord. If, if you don't do anything else, thank you for this blessing. Thank you for this miracle. Thank you for this turnaround. Rather than hurrying on to the next scheduled event, Tell God, thank you for what he's already done. It's hard to be thankful, to be grateful, if you have, two more things, if you have a commonized perspective. A commonized perspective. What do you mean? You've heard the old saying, you never miss your water. Till the well run dry, yeah. Sometimes we suffer from ingratitude simply because we no longer look at special things as being special. We no longer look at special people as being special. We no longer look at situations and conditions that are miraculous in and of themselves as being the miracles that they are. We took the convenience of running water for granted until it stopped flowing in Jackson. <laughs> till you had to get in line and, and hope they wouldn't run out until you got there. Wish y'all would talk to me here. And the reality is that something as common as running water in this country is an infrastructure miracle in other countries. But we make them so common here that we take it for granted. If you aren't careful, you'll do the same thing for people. You'll take people who are miracles in your life for granted just because they're consistent, just because they're good, just because they're regular and effective, because they keep doing what they're doing so good and so long, you'll just eventually take them for granted. Mm. Somebody's thinking right now, I need to be more grateful. I need to be more grateful for the people that God has put in my life. I need to be more grateful and tell folk when they're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate who you are. I appreciate who, what you feel in my life. Seventh thing, and this is the last one I want to share with you, is an unsatisfied disposition. That's similar to a discontented heart, but rather than wanting more, the unsatisfied disposition is always asking, 
But what about this? You, you, you know who I'm talking about. That, that unsatisfied position. I mean, you can tell them all the good news you want, and, and, and they can't even celebrate what you just told them because rather than what you just told them, they're thinking about what's still left. They, they, they can't even rejoice in the good news because they're thinking about the other news. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. All of these, a fretful mind, a resentful attitude, a conceited spirit, a discontented heart, a hurried life, a commonized perspective, and an unsatisfied disposition can contribute or cause you to be ungrateful or at least less grateful than you should be. And it all leads to four things. Complaining. Complaining about what you don't have. Comparing what you have to what others have. Computing what you think you should have or competing to get what's not yours to have. Yeah, take a picture of that, tweet it. Send that out. It leads to complaining, comparing, computing, and competing. And leads to an ungrateful heart. So a few things I want to leave you with, and I'm done. Rather than complaining, comparing, computing, or competing, choose gratefulness. That's what Paul does. By choosing gratefulness over these things, the believer is choosing a life and a lifestyle that affords joy and affirms contentment. Paul gives us the secret to choosing gratefulness. He says it in verse 6, be careful for nothing. Another translation simply says, don't worry about anything. If you're going to choose gratefulness, here it is. Here it is, y'all. Tweet this one. Here it is. Cancel your subscription to worry. If you're going to be grateful, cancel your subscription to worry. Um, um, how many of y'all get stuff in the mail and you wonder why it's coming to you? Yeah. Uh, how, how, how many of you in your email get stuff and you wonder why am I getting this? I, I'm guilty because I, I don't go through and, and clean out my emails a lot. And, and one day my wife, my wife was looking, uh, we were there, she looked at, at my inbox and had an ungodly number of an ungodly number of unread messages. And, and, and she said to me, she said, why do you have all these unread messages? I said, that's junk mail. I said, I, I read the ones that I need. I said, but all this. She said, well, why don't you unsubscribe? I said, huh? She said, she said look, open the email. I opened the email. She said, scroll down to the bottom. I scrolled down to the bottom. She said, you see that right there? I said, yeah. She said, click that button right there. I clicked it, and, and up popped the thing said, you are now unsubscribed. And lo and behold, I stopped getting emails from them. Now, somebody else sent some stuff. But, but I stopped getting them 
from them. I, I need to tell somebody, uh, listen, in your life, there are going to be things that are going to come at you that are going to try to get you to invest your attention and invest your energy, and you need to start unsubscribing to worry. I wish I had a witness in here. You're going to be tempted to worry, and you need to say as a believer, I, I, I'm unsubscribed. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm not going to spend energy on this. I'm not going to worry my mind on this. Why? Because I'm not supposed to be anxious for anything. So says the Bible. Cancel your subscription on worry. Do I have a witness in here? Why? Because the natural environment for the believer is faith and peace. Let me help you. Let me help you. If you take an African lion and put that African lion in the Antarctic, he ain't going to make it. Okay, how strong he is. Why? Because that's not his natural. Yeah. If you take a penguin from the Antarctic and put him in an African grassland, he ain't going to survive. That's not his natural environment, his natural habitat. And we as believers are not going to survive when we stay in environments of worry and fear and doubt because that's not our natural environment. Y'all looking at me strange. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. You've got to cancel your subscription on the on the, the need and the proclivity to worry. Wish I had a witness in here. My God, my God. That's, that's, why, that's why as believers we get so pumped up in this place that we call the church because in the church this is our natural environment. This is where we thrive. This is where we get food. We get community here. We get shelter here. We get nurtured here. We get care here. Our spirits are quickened here. Our burdens are lifted here. Our hearts are gladdened here. Our tears are dried here. Our wounds are healed here. Our souls are saved here. This is the natural environment of believers. So when I come to the house of prayer, I'm coming where my soul is satisfied. I'm coming where my heart is fixed and my mind is made up. I'm coming. Now, I hear somebody right now saying, Reverend, Reverend, if it was that easy, I would have done it by now. Worry is my thing. It's what I do, not because I like it. It's just what I do. And see, here's what you need to do. Worry is like this. Worry is like a rocking chair. You're always moving, but you ain't going nowhere. Worry is like a rocking chair. You, you're always expending energy, but you never get anywhere. So the next time you feel worry coming on, here's what I want you to do. Hit the unsubscribe button. Uh-huh. Because watch this. When you hit in your mind, 
I'm not subscribing to this. You're making a statement that as a believer, worry is not your natural environment. And you choose to unsubscribe. I'm not going down this rabbit hole worrying about this, wondering about that. I choose to unsubscribe. I'm not falling into this again. I unsubscribe. I'm not going to let this keep coming to my doorstep and delivered to my account and building up. I unsubscribe. Every time a new opportunity that comes before you to worry about, cancel your subscription. Tell the devil, don't deliver that here anymore. I unsubscribe to that. Don't junk up my life with that. I unsubscribe. Don't leave that on my doors. I unsubscribe. Secondly, here it is. After you unsubscribe, carry it to the one who can fix it. It says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Paul says, choose not to worry. Cancel your subscription. But then carry it to the Lord in prayer. Hear me. There are a whole lot of techniques that you can use to, to alleviate or to manage worry. You can count to 10 and you can be mindful of your breathing and you can employ all the things that anybody tells you how to lower anxiety levels. Those can be good. But as a believer, at some point, you got to talk it over with Jesus. You, you use all those other techniques and tactics, but at some point, you got to go to God in prayer. At some point, you got to invite the Lord into that matter and into that circumstance, into that situation, and ask the Lord to help you with it. Ask the Savior to help you comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you through. Gratefulness is the result of prayerfulness and when you pray to the Lord, when you spend time talking to God and meditating on his word, thinking about his faithfulness, concentrating on his goodness, being mindful of his mercy, what emerges from that experience is then a grateful heart. That's why Paul included the phrase with thanksgiving. Pray with thanksgiving. Talk to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make your request be made known unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Why? Because as I ask God for what I need and I thank God for what I have, I leave that experience recognizing God has already been good. Ask the Lord for this miracle first by acknowledging the one he's already performed. Ask the Lord for help first acknowledging how he's already moved. Paul says when you pray with thanksgiving, you can let your requests be made known unto God. Lastly, I'm through. Here's the result of that. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, when you cancel your subscription, when you cancel your subscription, you hear me? When you cancel your subscription to worry, and when you carry it to the one who can fix it, here it is, you create room for the peace of God. I'm done. You create room for the peace of God. Here it is. Sometimes we never get to gratefulness because we choke it out of our lives. We've not made room for it. 
The Bible declares, watch this, that God is not the author of confusion, but of what? Peace. Come on, Bible readers. Peace is what God orchestrates. Out of the chaos of darkness, God speaks and creates a world that is in harmony with itself because he is not the author of confusion, but of peace. And peace is what God grants to every believer who is willing to create room for it. You create room for everything else. Make room for peace. You create room for people who don't deserve room in your life. Make room for peace. Wish I had a witness in here. Paul says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Living in worry, we are not making room for peace. Living in fear, you have choked out peace. Living in doubt, you choke out the gift of God's peace. And I want you to consciously start this morning making room for the peace of God. I'm through. Make room for God's peace. That's the challenge this morning. Paul was sitting in jail and still was grateful because it's a choice. Why was he so grateful? Because he canceled his subscription to worry. Listen to him later on in this very chapter. I've learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. He said, I'm, I'm not going to worry about this because, because I know God is going to take care of me. Let me drop something on you and I'm through. You are more valuable than a bird. I'm going somewhere. You are more valuable than a bird. Jesus says to his disciples, look in the air. The birds, they ain't worried about nothing. They fly day in and day out. And they aren't worried about what they're going to eat. Because God is going to feed them. Then he looks at his disciples and says, aren't you more valuable than the birds? If they have enough sense to know that somehow God is going to take care of them. Somebody going to put some crackers on the ground. Some, some, somebody going to put some bread out there. Some, I don't know how, I don't know when, but the birds know God is going to take. If they know it, what are you worried about? What are you so afraid of? God will take care of you. God will take care of you. 
So choose to be grateful. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful. For everything he's done, I'm grateful. For every victory that's been won, I'm grateful for who the Lord is in my life. I could go on. I could go on and tell you some more about his ways, but I'm just so grateful, so grateful, so grateful. And flowing from my heart are the issues of Are you grateful today? Are you thankful today that God has brought you from your earliest beginning all the way up to now? Did you choose to be grateful today? The doors are open. The doors are open to you 
if you're not on a church roll at this time, the door's open to you. For those of you that are worshiping with us at home, there should be a number at the bottom of the screen telling you that you can call in and someone will talk with you about joining with us. And you know, something just ran across my mind. I thought about the ball games that were played on yesterday. Some had to win and some had to lose. But there's some good news about this. God is undefeated. He's an undefeated God. The door's open to you. Would you like to get on a winning team today so that you can be on a team that's undefeated? God has never lost a belt. The door's open to you. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful. And in my house, we're going to serve the God that we talk about, that we shout about. The door's open. Are you grateful? It's your choice. You can come down and you can voice your choice. Of whom will you serve? Will you serve the gods that you served earlier? Or would you, will you serve the true and living God? The door's open. Is it flowing through your heart? His gratefulness. We're standing. Father, we are so thankful. For the blessings you bestowed upon us. Father, you've allowed us to see a new day. A day that was promised to us before you even knew us. So, Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for the blessings, seen and unseen. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rest, rule, and abide with each of us. Now, henceforth, and forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.